This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. This is ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Canty and Carlin. I am Jeff Turn, Michelle Smallman alongside me today, and the man that normally hosts this show, Chris Carlin, joins us, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, at Chris Carlin there on Twitter. I got to tell you, Chris, out the gate, uh, I'm glad that he put in the parentheses of 1985 on that tweet because I only know about Teen Wolf from MTV. Really? Never heard of the 1985 version until that tweet from Lamar. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Just, you know what? Put the headset down. Michelle and I got this. Go watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> Nothing really happened in my life. I was born in 85, so I always have this saying that really in sports and life, the world started when I was born. So I yeah, didn't know I mean, that. I was, was going to say, was what, are you, baby? 12 years old? I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, you got to. You have to watch that. I, best life advice ever comes from the coach uh, in Teen Wolf when he says, never get less than 12 hours sleep, never play poker with a guy named after a city, and never date a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. And then you're good. <laughs> the rest will take care of itself. Chris exactly. Collin with us, hanging out here this evening. Listen, we, we all knew there was going to be a decision from James Harden. The decision is to opt in. And the 76ers counter with exploring trades. What do you make of the news? It's phenomenal for the Sixers because they can't run it back with James Harden. They just could not do that. And listen, given the relationship with Daryl Morey uh, and James Harden, frankly, I was a little bit fearful that they might, but they were smart enough to realize that you saw declining skills in the postseason. When I say that, he's still capable of really dominating a game in passing uh, and doing all the things and capable of a triple-double, right? And then he he also is capable of once in a while throwing up that 40-point performance, which he did twice in the playoffs. But if you look at the 11 games in the playoffs that Harden played, he did not score 20-plus in back-to-back games at all. So if he's going to throw up 40, the next game might be a stinker and probably is going to lean more in that direction. I, I... I don't know why we would expect James Harden to change an off-season routine at this point. I don't know that he's going to get in amazing shape out of nowhere. And I also just don't know at this age, with a lot of miles on him, frankly, if it's worth going down that road. I don't think the Sixers could do that again because, frankly, I just don't think he was the right fit with Embiid. Chris Carlin joining us here on Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And Chris, you just outlined it really well. But now that it's expected that Harden has played his last game for the 76ers, if you had to characterize his time in Philly, how would you describe it? I mean, I wouldn't. Here's the thing. He had to get out of Brooklyn. I I give him credit because I, I was just absolutely hammering him when he was forcing his way out of Brooklyn after he had forced his way there. But looking back on it, like he had the foresight to get the hell out of there because he saw what was going wrong with Kyrie and Durant and saw that that was not headed in the right direction very quickly. I, I think it's um, it's disappointing for sure. Um, the Sixers have been looking for that combination ever since they decided to let Jimmy Butler go and they stuck with Ben Simmons and they stuck with um, and they went with Tobias Harris. I mean, that has really been. Uh, a major problem for them. So, yeah, this is part of a longer disappointment right now with the Sixers, and they need to be very careful here because I don't know how much longer, if you're Joel Embiid on those knees, 
that you can continue to try to make it happen in Philadelphia if you don't get the right Robin next to you. Tyrese Maxey is an emerging player, but the word is still emerging at this point. And I think you brought up the the key piece in all of this, and you may disagree with me on this, but I feel at this point there's so much influence into who the coach was, uh, this decision with Harden to trade him, that Joel Embiid finally has a voice at the table that maybe he didn't have in years past. And a lot of decisions being made are exactly what you pointed to with regards to who the Robin is and ultimately the path forward with him as their best player coming off the MVP. Look, he is a perfect fit for that city. Um, I worked in Philly for a year uh, when Embiid was first playing after the first two years um, where he sat out. That city loves him in every way, and he understands Philadelphia, and it's important. That's an important dynamic with a superstar player because and that town because there have been a lot of complicated relationships over the years between star players in Philadelphia, including guys like Mike Schmidt. Like, Embiid gets it. He has to be uh, an answer for them, and if he's asking his way out, yeah, fans won't be happy about it, but there are going to be a lot of them that are going to understand that it was a wasted opportunity by the front office, by ownership. Well, Carlin, let's spin this forward for Harden. So Woj is reporting that the Clippers and the Knicks are expected to be among the teams that are going to engage with the Sixers on a potential Harden trade. And whether it's L.A., New York, or another spot, what is the best landing place for James Harden? Well, there's a couple. I mean, the Clippers, I, I totally get it, and that would make sense. Frankly, the Lakers would make a lot of sense for James Harden right now. I think that's the best-case scenario for Harden, but I don't think they're going to be in the mix on it. Uh, Steve Ballmer's going to spend all the money. He's going to do whatever he has to do to try to make it happen, and he has to um, because with the injuries over the years with Paul George and with Kawhi Leonard, you need to have somebody like that. And I do think that Harden can still be a number three, a really good number three, a championship team number three if those first two players uh, are still of a very high caliber. I think that could be the Sixers. You add in Norman Powell there, uh, it might be a pretty good mix. I I think it's an abject nightmare if the Knicks try to go and get James Harden. And I, I, even if it's a one-year thing, I, I mean, I, I get it a little bit more, but the Knicks are not contending for a championship if they add James Harden right now. The Knicks have to do things like Pay attention to what's going on in Milwaukee. You know, does Brooke Lopez leave? Does Chris Middleton uh, maybe not stay? Especially Lopez, because then you have the Giannis extension, Supermax, that he's eligible for this summer. If he doesn't sign that, like we talk about the next superstar being available, it has to be the right next superstar. It can't be. (laughs) It has to be Mr. Right, not Mr. Right now. You know, I think, too, with regards to all these decisions that are being made surrounding James Harden is, you know, the, the, the fact that it's not going to be a five-year experiment with James Harden helping you win. And so, you know, like with L.A., and they're trying to figure out, you know, when, when, when LeBron's career is over, uh, what they're going to do next, and they're keeping the core. I think there's so many of that going around right now in the, in the NBA that it makes this offseason even more perplexing for some teams that are kind of one foot in, one foot out, especially looking up at the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you can look at the Nuggets right now 
and feel like you can really, truly compete with them. Um, I get what Phoenix is doing. I think if the Lakers added Harden, that changes that, that the Lakers can legitimately push them, can legitimately push because that is LeBron extremely motivated, AD extremely motivated, assuming health here. And I think that Harden, um, I do wonder sometimes how important a championship is to Harden as opposed to other guys when we talk about legacy. I don't get the impression it's, it's really all that important. But I think in that scenario, like it's all about who those other guys with him are. It can't just always be about throwing the talent together. And I know these sound like cliche things, but we just saw that. We just literally saw that be a complete and utter nightmare in Brooklyn. You can blame the pandemic, all that crap, all you want. Um, but we just saw why the chemistry, why the building of the team, why the depth is more important than maybe having three superstars there. So um, teams around the league right now are, are really, it feels like, throwing a lot of stuff up against the wall and trying to see what, what might stick, especially in the West. Okay, Carlin, I want to stick there because a guy who is familiar with joining those super teams, Kyrie Irving, and we heard from Ramona Shelburne earlier in the show that he's taking meetings, he's trying to find out what his next move is going to be, he wants to find his permanent home until he hangs it up. We know that Dallas is in the mix, and there's reports that Phoenix might be uh, at play there for Kyrie, too, maybe the Lakers, too. Where would you like to see Kyrie Irving land? I think Kyrie only works to win a championship with the Lakers because of LeBron understanding him because of, uh, you know, the, the, the dynamic there, I think that can work. I think when he goes to Phoenix, it's a tire fire. Um, and I know how much talent is there, but Kyrie with KD in Brooklyn, Kyrie was the alpha, not KD, um, in terms of personality. KD's more laid back, and as far as assuming a leadership role, he is not a vocal guy, and you wouldn't even say leadership by example. It's not that he doesn't work hard. That's not it at all. He's just not going to be the guy to step into situations and help deliver messages to other players. From everything I've gathered, he thinks that's on the the team to do. That's not on him. Um, If I'm Devin Booker, that has to be my team and not Kevin Durant's team. I've been here the longest. I played for a championship here. I didn't win it, but I've been there. And while Durant has won titles, again, let's call it what it was, Durant was not the alpha. He may have been the overall best player on those teams, but he was not the alpha. And I don't know many people who would suggest that the um, Warriors could not have won both championships without him. They could have. Um, I just don't think at this point that if you're in Phoenix, that's the right way to go. As far as Dallas is concerned, I don't know that that's a good combination with him and Luka. Uh, I, I'm still wondering how players are going to want to play with Luka. Um, in that Jalen Brunson was willing to take that back seat. I think Luka wants to win, but I think Luka wants to win his way right now. Uh, I think as far as Kyrie's concerned... I don't see where that's the greatest fit. And if the Mavericks want to hand him, you know, three guaranteed years, I think they're out of their minds. 
Chris Carlin with us, host of Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Michelle Smallman along with myself, Jeff Turn. And I want you to take your pick here. Who, who has more pressure this offseason and next offseason to keep their superstar happy? Is it the Milwaukee Bucks or the Dallas Mavericks? Um, well, the better player is Giannis. So I would, I would say the Bucks Because I think with Giannis in the Eastern Conference – they're always going to have a chance. Now, Dallas needs Luka. He, he is the Mavericks right now. If Luka is going to force his way out, I, first of all, I think it's too soon. Secondly, he's not looking in the mirror remotely enough. Uh, and thirdly, um, I, I, that can't be a concern for Cuban yet. He has, to, he has to find the right guy to fit with him, but I, I'm looking at um, Milwaukee, and if you lose Giannis uh, in terms of his buy-in, and where he's going, like that is going to completely fall apart. You have a chance to win multiple championships with Giannis, as long as he is there with a couple of other good pieces. I mean, think about the title that he won. Would you say that Chris Middleton is a superstar in this league? I, I, I wouldn't no. call him a superstar. I'd call him a really, really good player. Uh, same with Drew Holiday. Lopez was obviously a very good defensive player this year. Uh, there's, there's, uh, that, that speaks, I think, to the greatness of Giannis in it. Carlin, a lot of chatter out there about Draymond Green and his future. Do you think he returns to the Warriors? I do, and if he doesn't, um, I'll be interested to see. I actually think the Lakers and Draymond would be very good because he's always wanted to play with LeBron, and he has more than hinted at it a few times. I do wonder about uh, a lot of people talk about going to the Kings, amazing talent there. Do you want Draymond to be the um, guy who is leading other players along? I don't know about that. Um, Because I don't know that, you know, Draymond is like Dennis Rodman back in the day. Um, He's going to tick people off. He's going to instigate. He's going to do all the things you need on the court. He's going to maybe not cause distractions at the level of Dennis Rodman, but he's going to cause the occasional distraction or two. Um, off the court, that's going to be an issue. And then you never know. He might pop a teammate. So I, I would rather, I think it's much better for Draymond to either be in L.A. or more specifically to stay with the Warriors. Before we let you leave, Chris, I got to ask you about something they've been dogging on me on for two days here, my diet on the show. I, I had a Herculean effort, according to Jordan Ronan yesterday. I made it to the fast food joints three times in one day. Dairy Queen followed up by wow. McDonald's, cap it off with some ice cream back at Dairy Queen before the night is over. Uh, do I deserve a Medal of Honor for my efforts the last day? And it, or before the show today, warmed up McDonald's cheeseburger before I came on the show today. Not all heroes eat salad. I mean, that's that's that a hell of a t-shirt how, I wear around, man. Like, that, how did you do that? How did you do that? Like, uh, uh, full disclosure, I'm north of three bills. Okay, I'm a big dude. Dairy Queen twice in one day. Yeah, man, I'm right around wow. 200, man, and I stay at 200. My metabolism is oh, like you're you know, Speedy guy. Gonzalez. Oh, oh you know guy. what? Just I'm stop my metabolism. <laughs> oh God, dude. Seriously. <laughs> My not metabolism. All, so you're, th- you're th- if you're born eighty five, you're what thirty eight? Yeah, thirty eight. Yeah, your metabolism is going to say, "Kiss my, you know what?" In a couple of <laughs> in a year or two.
You're not going to be hearing about metabolism soon. And all of that was between 1 and 7 o'clock, by the way, wow. yesterday, which definitely deserves a medal. Wow. Oh, Six That's- hours, two trips to Dairy Queen and McDonald's. Yes. Like, I sent even my kid I am looking Queen. at you like, really? <laughs> yeah, Dairy Queen was from my kid. My wife brought me McDonald's, and I took the family to Dairy Queen as a good father should to, to end out T-ball season. So did you have? But did you specifically have Dairy Queen twice? You, yes, you cheeseburger fries followed up by a churro dipped cone and some fries to cap off the night. Michelle, this is wow. Michelle ate seaweed today. She can't be a part of this conversation. No, and I, I get that, but I, I, I get what you're saying there. But like, that's alarming. I'm saying <laughs> that's alarming. Like, really. Uh, like even Carlin. I'm saying, oh man, host of Canty and Carlin, I've made him say alarming on the show today based on my diet habits. Hey man, always appreciate the insight on all things, including Dairy Queen. Uh, have a wonderful evening, man. Thanks a lot. Well, now I'm just ticked off. Now, <laughs> now like, I, if I could be doing that twice a day and going to McDonald's, and like I'm three bills and you're two, like I don't think you and I are ever going to get along. <laughs> Chris Carlin at Chris Carlin. They're on Twitter. Great stuff, as always. Michelle, you chime in with the seaweed. Seaweed, what what does that even taste? Does it taste like it sounds? It's good, actually. It has a bit of a crunch to it. The the kind I had was teriyaki seaweed, so it's got a little flavor to it. Oh, they flavor the seaweed now. Yeah, yeah. It's good for your gut health. It's It's a healthy snack. You know what's good for your gut health? A couple of tacos from Taco Bell. All right? Like... You will never have gut problems if you're eating tacos from Taco Bell. All right. uh, We want to hear from you. It seems James Harden is on his way out of Philadelphia. Where should he play next? Are you tired of the Harden news? Where do you want him to go, Nick fans? Would you want him on your team? All of that and more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin back with you here on ESPN Radio. I'm Jeff Turn, Michelle Smallman as well. This is the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Round out your protection with life, phone, and pet health insurance. As you heard, James Harden has opted into his deal, meaning 76ers want to pivot and ultimately are entertaining trade options. That's going to be fascinating to watch and see ultimately the landing spot for James Harden. But that's not the only news going on in the association right now. There are other off-season questions that need to be answered. And Shannon has the questions. Mm-hmm. We'll try to come up with the answers. All right. So uh, before we get to the first question, I want to play a little sound here. Our very own Ramona Shelburne, our ESPN senior NBA writer, was on Fitz and Harry earlier today with one Freddie Coleman and Joe Fortenbaugh. And you'll hear... In Joe's question, he was asked whether or not she was asked whether or not this would be LeBron's final season in LA. Do you, uh, Ramona? Do you see the Lakers preparing for this to be LeBron's last season in LA? Yeah, I mean they have to. Wow, like, he's been pretty unequivocal about saying I want to play with my son, right? I mean that's and he he positioned himself to be a free agent or to have a player option that he could decline in the year that his son would be eligible for the NBA draft, and so like. You know, the thing with LeBron is that he's pretty clear about his intention. Like, the fact that he would even reinforce that on Instagram. And, you know, I think that it was, it's kind of a joke of right now because the mock draft is, you know, year out. Like, the idea, we don't know what teams are going to make the playoffs, let alone be in any of those positions, right? But it's more, it's more to say he's projected as a mid-first-round pick. All right, Michelle, do you think this will be LeBron's final season in L.A.? Shannon, I do. And I'm with Ramona. Why wouldn't we believe LeBron? He's been telling us this for years. This is the last guaranteed year of his deal. Bronny is projected to be a mid to first round draft pick. He wants to play with his son. He's accomplished almost everything that he's wanted to in the NBA. This is on his list. And if he can find a way to get it done, I think he's out of L.A. and on to the next, which is playing with Bronny. I agree with her. I think it's it's all about Bronny after this year. I think the Lakers feel like they are in a position to potentially win a championship, and if they could send LeBron out that way, that'd be ideal. If not, they move on with Anthony Davis as the centerpiece of that organization, and I think LeBron James does get his wish and play with Bronny, and he gets to do so because he has set it up that way with his contract. Makes all the sense in the world. All right, Chris Stapps Porzingis had his introductory press conference today with the Boston Celtics. So, Jeff, I will ask you, have the Celtics done enough to get back to the NBA Finals? Listen, I don't know that Chris Stapps Porzingis would have been the guy that gets him back to the NBA Finals if he had to be the second-best player, but in this case, he doesn't have to be. He has to be the third-best player, Uh, and I think that he had a really good year in Washington a year ago. Stay healthy, and it could be that missing piece. I still think the 76ers, I still think the Bucks, and I still think the Heat – 
all will have something to do with the NBA Finals and the East side of things. But this that was a big deal for Boston. Yeah, I I just don't think that they're done yet. I see Boston making another move or two. I know that getting Porzingis was getting a little bit more balance on the roster, but guys, I don't know how it's going to work without Marcus Smart. This was a, a culture guy, a heart and soul guy, and I think there's going to be a bit of a calibration period with the Celtics without him. All right, we're looking at some of the other NBA offseason questions here on Canty and Carlin with Michelle Smallman and Jeff Turn filling in for the guys. Next on the list... What's up with the Bucks, Michelle? What what happens if they lose both Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez? And how does this affect Giannis and his future in Milwaukee? So just like LeBron has told us what he wants his future to look like, Giannis has kind of laid out the tea leaves as well. I know he has said, I would love to stay in Milwaukee as long as I'm healthy and as long as they want me to stay here. But after he won the championship, he said, what's the next challenge? The next challenge might not be here. And once you get a taste of that championship and and what's, what that's like, I even as much as he loves Milwaukee and loves the organization, guys, I can't imagine that if he doesn't think that he can win a championship, if they lose Middleton and lose Lopez, that his future is going to be in Milwaukee. They'll have flexibility if they lose those two guys because they'll have money to spend. And I know Milwaukee's not like a destination place for superstars to want to go play alongside other players, but Giannis is different. He's a transformational player, and he doesn't mind like letting others have their role. So I think there could be some options there next summer more so than this summer. I don't think that they win an NBA championship if they lose Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton and don't replace that with a significant name. So what's next is trying to cater to, to Giannis to make sure that he is a buck long term. All right, Jeff, should the Clippers part ways with Paul George? We know that their name, according to Woj's tweet, Clippers are a team that could be interested in James Harden here. So what do you think, Jeff? Should the Clippers part with Paul George? Oh, um, gosh. If I had to choose between one or the other, I'd probably choose Kawhi Leonard over Paul George. But, man, he is so good defensively, and you just don't grow these guys on trees. I, I feel like... Paul George brings so much alongside Kawhi Leonard, and they make it work when they're healthy. They're just not healthy together, and that's the biggest conundrum for the Clippers right now. Should the Clippers part with Paul George? I'm going to say no. I I talked myself back into saying no. Keep him and run it back. Just be healthy. But that's the problem, right? And that's why this question is probably keeping the Clippers up at night because the best ability is availability. You love Paul George. You love the IQ. You love the efficiency. You love what he brings to your team. When he's available, he hasn't been in 60 games played in more than four se- in only four seasons, and he's an aging player. I would love to have him, but you just don't know when you're going to have him, and that's the problem if you're the Clippers. All right, and I cited uh, the Woj tweet earlier in which he said the Clippers and the Knicks are expected to be among the teams that engage with the Sixers about a potential James Harden trade. Help me out, guys. How should I be feeling? I've been a wreck here since yeah. this news broke about two hours ago. Help me out. How should Talk I be feeling off the right now, Michelle? Michelle? Well, well, Shannon, help me. First things first, uh, proud of you for you're such a gamer. For no, you shouldn't be proud show. of me. I you just, know what I'm saying? I, I, just I just stress ate you. a donut just now, Michelle. Oh, nice. I scarfed okay. that bad boy down. I'm on the Jeff Turn workout plan. All okay. right. Help me. Okay. So if I'm doing the wellness check, poor to quite poor is where you're at right now on the wellness <laughs> spectrum here. <laughs> poor to quite poor is where he's at. I love it. And I think, too, if I'm a Knicks fan, you know, if you're if you're rumored for superstars being traded to you or landing there, 
James Harden isn't even close to my top five or ten list. I want like Giannis. I want yeah. like Paul George would be another name I'd like in New York City. I don't want James Harden. You okay, Shannon? You all right? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just processing it all. I'm just taking all it right. all in. I'm I'm making a mental note as best as I can right now as I'm about to go eat another piece of candy. So I'll, I don't blame okay. you, man. I don't blame you. Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Play of the night and three and out. That's coming up next as we wrap up Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. It is Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app at Sirius XM Channel 80. Michelle Smallman, I am Jeff Turn, presented by Progressive Insurance, hanging out with you. On this Thursday, big news today with James Harden, plenty of NBA topics du jour, but now it's time to get your rolling. Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Play of the night time. All right, we got to have uh, hold me accountable for last night. Didn't didn't hit. That's right, Jeff. Eric. Don't didn't mess hit. this up, Eric. Two nights in a row, you can't give us losers. That was my fault for picking the mess that is the New York Mets. And of course, Luisa Rise did not get over one and a half hits. Only settled for one hit. Still searching for four hundred. And you mentioned the hot ticket, Jeff. The hot ticket tonight, I think, is in Vegas. We have the Vegas Aces hosting the New York Liberty, the thirteen and one Vegas Aces against the ten and three New York Liberty. Not going to pick this game. I'm going to go over 175. Both these teams have players that can light up the scoreboard. Obviously, Stewie for New York, the favorite to win the MVP. And then the defending champ, the Aces, Kelsey Plum, Asia Wilson. So I'm going to go with the over 175. And, of course, these are all these odds are all um, from Caesar Sportsbook. To the MLB Diamond, Chris Bassett for the Toronto Blue Jays, not a big strikeout guy. I'm going to take under five and a half strikeouts for Chris Bassett tonight. And then fresh off the London game, maybe still some jet lag from the trip. Adam Wainwright tonight against the Houston Astros. He got lit up over there, and I think he's going to let up over three and a half earned runs tonight against the Houston Astros. That pays out plus 459. Give us the rundown one more time, one through three, plus what was it, 450? 450, 459. Uh, Over... 175 points in the Liberty Aces game tonight, under five and a half strikeouts for Chris Bassett, and over three and a half earned runs for Adam Wainwright. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, hopefully tonight. Eric is on board, and you guys are winners as well. Let's hit you with a little three and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. All right, three and out. The NFL has suspended four players for gambling violations. 
Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry, the Indianapolis Colts, and free agent uh, Demarius Taylor are being suspended indefinitely through at least the 2023 season for betting on NFL games last season. The Colts subsequently waived Rodgers and Barry. In addition, the Titans offensive tackle Nicholas Petit-Fierre, probably butchered his name. He's probably not listening. He's been suspended six games for betting on other sports at the workplace. Earlier this year, the NFL suspended four Detroit Lions players and one Washington Commanders player for gambling violations. What do you make of all this, Michelle? Are there rules too strict? Before we wrap up this show, Jeff, I will get justice for my guy, Adam Wainwright, uh, as Eric just bet against him. But we're going to put a pin (laughs) in that. I'm going to get to that later. I think that this is a really complicated issue for the NFL because I understand why they don't want their players to be involved in gambling. They want to protect the integrity of the games and the outcomes. But it's, it's very hypocritical because they're printing money off wagering and these six key rules of their gambling policy there's a lot of gray area there the the first one don't bet on the nfl okay we get that don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel what if you're playing fantasy baseball what if you're wagering on the nba at a road game on a team at a team hotel that one is a little bit tricky to me and i think could cause some problems don't have someone bet for you okay don't share team inside information. In theory, that sounds like a, a good thing that you don't want to do. You don't want to alter the lines and give out information that could impact the outcomes. What if you're venting to someone in your family that you think is a safe space? What if you're talking about a stressor at work and then they go out and use that to make a wager or tell other people your intent wasn't to do that? You know what I mean? That one gets tough. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. There's sports books everywhere. What if you're playing in Vegas and you just have happen to be in a place and there's pictures or videos of you that emerge and don't play daily fantasy football that one i understand okay um i just i just think they're a little hypocritical with how much money they're printing with gambling and they make it so that you can't bet on other sports i think that may be something that they tackle down the road all right what what else do we got here uh a rejuvenated bradley beal excited to join the new look new look sons take a listen Oh, it's huge. You know, I think one of the biggest things we take for granted as players is, you know, uh, who's around you, you know, the players around you and what they bring to the table every single day. And uh, it's not easy to win in this league. And I think that's what a lot of people get kind of misconstrued. No matter how much talent you have, you still have to make it work. You have to still put in the work and uh, and go get the job done. But I'm I'm super ecstatic that every single day I have a chance to play in a meaningful game. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest, you know, decisions that impacted me of coming here, of knowing that every single night I'm going to be in an important game. Every single night I may have a chance of being on television. Every single night, you know, teams are going to give us their best. You know, so I look forward to that challenge um, and also being in a position to where we're kind of a targeted team. You know, so every single night I got to lay some up. Do you think the rejuvenated Bradley Beal is the answer for Phoenix to win a championship? I think it puts them in a in a good spot. And I love that Bradley Beal is getting an opportunity to play in games that matter. I think that this is a really talented player that's been loyal to an organization that hasn't been able to build around him. And I think that he will take his his skills to Phoenix and that rejuvenated mentality. And I think you're going to see the best version of Bradley Beal. I got the Suns, then I got the Nuggets, then I got the Lakers. That's my power rankings right now this offseason. I'll take three three Suns over an entire team in Denver. Finally, fire away at Wainwright, man. They they took okay. a shot at you, at your at Listen. your Cardinals there, betting against him on the show you're filling in on. 
Eric, I understand he's coming off a tough outing. This is career start number 400 for Adam Wainwright. Uncle Charlie is a guy that always rises to the occasion. I would not be surprised if he comes out strong. Plus, they're playing the Astros. And I don't know if you've looked at his numbers versus Houston. 13-1, and 1.48 ERA and 22 career appearances. That 16 starts against Houston. Don't bet against Adam Wainwright. Damn the stats. That's I'll fair. Take, That's fair. I'm going with Eric. I'm taking Eric on this one, man. Cardinals are garbage this year, all right? So I'm yeah. going to take, take the but Strohs. A few, few guys I never bet against, and Adam Wainwright's one of them. Maybe shoot him a text, let him know something's on the line tonight. Okay, yeah. I, will, I will let him know that I have, I have defended his honor on national radio. Nobody does better against teams that are garbage than the Astros. Garbage cans, you guys. Oh, oh, I see. That. Ah! that was very good. You know, it went right over my head, Jeff. I got to be honest. I, I, I that was really smooth. Oh, smooth. man. This was a blast. Michelle, you can hang out with us tomorrow on Greeny. Coming up next, Joe and Amber as another page is turned here on Canty and Carlin. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.